Do you believe in God? My mom is going to watch this, so yes. <laughs> Your mom's going to watch you say that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in God? <laughs> uh. Um. Oh goodness. Mm, this one's a polarizing question, isn't it? <laughs> uh. Yes. I do with all my heart. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 No. <laughs> do you believe in God? No. I don't. No, I don't. No. 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 I do not. No. Maybe. That's in the air. Yeah, I guess I do. I just came back from the South, so I got to right now. <laughs> Tell me about your belief. Who is God? I define God as my personal savior, my friend. All-powerful, all-knowing. I don't believe that it's this almighty being that like lives in the clouds and wears a white robe. And God is maybe just a, the creator of this universe, or maybe the one who runs it, or whatever it is, but it's something bigger than it. Welcome to another episode of Unfiltered Christianity. This is our third episode, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about the topic, Is God Even a Thing? Now, as you know, in this podcast, we're not out here to tell you what is or what isn't, but we basically take different opinions, put them on the table, and then have you decide and think for yourself about what your opinions are on that particular topic. So... My main goal with these podcasts is to be able to take you through an auditory journey. And I have taken different talks, interviews, chats from different people on the internet talking about what they think or who they think God is. And I'm then going to, of course, follow up with my own ideas, some stuff I've read, some stuff I've considered. And then, you know, you put that together, you listen, you put your ideas in, and then you come up with an opinion or maybe not even an opinion, you just listened. So whatever it is, um, yeah, we're going to do with that. Again, my name is Alrin Lovu. If you had forgotten, um, I'm your usual host, and I'll be taking you through this journey. Let's get it. So I'm a Christian. How would you identify? Uh, atheist. Atheist. Non-believer. Okay. So do you believe that like there's there's no God or there's something out there and you don't know what it is? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I identify as an atheist. If like agnosticism and atheism is like a spectrum, I'm like somewhere in it. I think that when we die, it's lights out, and that's the blissful end to all of it. They and got blissed out when lights it out. It is. So let me ask you a question. What do you believe exists beyond the universe? Like the area where our minds kind of exist, not the human, not the tangible. I don't think that that exists either. So from as far as I can remember, the idea or concept of the existence of God has always been a thing in my life. I grew up in a Christian home and I guess from an early age, they brought us up in the way that they thought we should grow. 
we'd all gather up in my granny's room, we'd sing songs, read the Bible, and do stuff like pray. And I mean, that's probably the most intimate version of family I've ever experienced, even until today. And I really miss those days. But, you know, we all grew up and a lot of us in each our own way. I myself grew up. And the thing is, even until today, the concept of God is still a reality to me, albeit having changed a little. In this podcast, we want to explore the topic of God, and I titled it, Is God Even a Thing? And the reason why I titled this is because it's a question we all have to ask ourselves. I mean, the very concept of God, the very word God is interpreted by people in so many different ways. Is God a reality to you because of religion? Is it a feeling you have? Is it something that you just know is true because there's some facts that back it? Whatever it is, the question of God has been something that's plagued us all throughout civilization. And it's only something that you can ask. And in this podcast, we just want to discuss the topic. We want to find out if, you know, God is really a thing to you. And if so, why? We're going to, um, you know, listen to some snippets I got from the internet of what people think about God. And I'm going to share my views along the way. The stuff I got from the internet, um, I mean, I didn't even interview a lot of these people. And um, it's just used for reference. I'm not saying anything about the people in particular. I just wanted to use their voices and their opinions to sort of support this podcast while I share my own. And even you, as you listen, you can go ahead, think about what's being said, and then think upon your own opinions. Like I said, there's no right answer to this. For you, God may not be something that exists. For you, the only God you know may be the God seen in religion. For you, God may be a feeling or something in, you know, the realm of spiritualism. Whatever it is to you, the whole question is, is God even a thing for you? the book with more claimed authority about God says somewhere that God never changes, but we do. So if we change, how much about what we believe is God is actually real? That's my question to you. Also in the Bible, even across culture, God is defined in many ways, mostly by character traits or ability. You know, the God of mercy the God who sees, the Almighty, and the list goes on and on and on. And if you want to know more about these characteristics, all you need to do is go to a Pentecostal church and see them quoting his name in Hebrew. And it seems that everyone latches onto one or a few ideas or aspects of God and seem to ignore the rest. Maybe because there are too many or maybe simply because God is infinite unlimited. In the Bible, 
God is never given an outright name like John or Jacob. I mean, if we get into the semantics, Jesus is known as being part of the Godhead and he has a name, but his name was given as a function of his purpose. You know, the savior, a symbol, not like how we just name our children. We see Jesus also being given functional names like Emmanuel or descriptions like Prince of Peace and the likes. All these a symbol or function of his purpose. The Holy Spirit also being God. We are told that he has no name, at least from what we read, but is also given descriptive names like the Comforter, while God, uh, the big G, O-D, you know, the father, we know him as father or uh, he who has no beginning or end. No matter where you look and what culture you go to, there really isn't one solid name given. We cannot even describe his nature. When asked by Moses, whom shall I say sent me? This is, uh, should be in the book of uh, maybe Genesis and Exodus there. Um, God himself mentions to Moses that he must refer to him as the God of their ancestors. So if you read the story, basically uh, God is sending Moses to free uh, the, 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 the Jews uh, slash Hebrews, uh, the Israelites. And um, he is like, okay, so if you're going to send me, whom do I say that you are? And he's like, no, tell them that I am the God of your ancestors, you know, the God of Jacob and Isaac, so on and so forth. Um, but then he goes on to inquire even more. But like, who do I really say you are? Like, what's your name? And God replies, I am what I am. I want you to hold on to that for a bit. I am what I am. And there we have it. Perhaps the one piece of scripture in the Bible that defines what God is or who God is. And you may be asking how. Um, and by the way, this is my own opinion. Um, and I think this is by leaving no definition because I mean, I am what I am. There's like, it's like a blank check. Um, I am what I am. I can be what I want to be when I want to be that. I am what I am to this person and to that person. So it really leaves a blank check. And I don't think the blank check is left because God can just be anything to anyone. So if you want him to become a stripper or a killer, then he is that. But I think it means that I cannot box myself. Your human understanding, there's no language that can encapsulate the totality of what I am. So basically, what I want to be is that that I will be. However, I don't think, um, you know, it, it, the, the openness of the answer means that I will be what you want me to be. I think it's exclusive to how God defines himself because he's God. And I say this because um, I think, you know, if he claims he is the almighty God, then who dares tell him what to do or who to be? Um, and I want you to get me, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to uh, advocate for God here. I'm just looking from the things I've read and trying to reason. Like there's some place in the Bible that says, who, um, since when does the clay tell the potter, why did you make me like this or like that? You know, so 
as an artist, for example, let's say you're an artist, you're, you're the writer of a song or you draw an image. Um, that image, let's say it had emotions and feelings and humanity or something, it, it would acknowledge you as the creator. So it may have complaints for sure, but what is it going to do about that? There's nothing it can do because you have the overall power over it. Just like an author um, exists in the beginning of a story up to the end, uh, he exists above it and he can change the story as he will because he's the author of it. See, So there's actually places in the Bible where you know, um, the, the, you know, this, this very concept is brought up. Like I quoted one where I was saying, you know, who can tell the potter how to build? And if you read the book of Job, you know, Job is asking, did you create this? Uh, I mean, God is telling Job, did you create this? Did you do that? So basically, um, if God is this almighty entity, then that means only he has the sole right to define what is law, what is right, and what is wrong. And we are simply just, you know, I guess held subject to it. So you might be able to force an earthly king, like even if you like know Marvel, like Thanos, to do something. But can you force a true god? Like even if you look in like Greek mythology, I mean, sometimes you do watch movies where they do, but like can you really force a true celestial? But anyway, the purpose of this podcast isn't to define God. I think this is just me and my thoughts. It's not to define God, but it's really to discuss if God is all that we make him to be. Is God really a thing? I quote it from the Bible, but is the Bible really a thing? Is God really a thing? Um, and, and whatever you define as God, because God doesn't just mean, you know, the God of religion, um, you know, the the one who created all things. Uh, God can be, you know, different gods in different cultures. But what proves that this God is true? Um, and how do you validate that? What does it mean to you? Are they tangible results or maybe they're all intangible? And that's what we want to get into in this podcast. We want to ask the question to everyone, is God a thing? And if so, why? Which is really... Uh, question that you then answer by yourself. It's not something you then have to answer in this podcast, but, you know, you just answer that by yourself. Um, so let's continue. The, the first Christian churches were mostly small, quiet gatherings of ethnically and culturally diverse believers committed to loving their God and their neighbors, even when those same neighbors might persecute them for their beliefs. But they were a bunch of dumb idiots. That was 2,000 years ago, and it's time for American mega churches to put the sex Back in religious sectionalism. My name is Brother Roger Horton, and I'm an elder at the holy non-denominational Happy Jesus House. A hundred-foot-tall metal idol to capitalism and, I guess, Jesus. Our doors are open to everybody, as long as there's not an ongoing national emergency. Speaking of, this ain't your grandma's church. 
largely because we refuse to mask up during pandemics. So your grandma would literally die here. And speaking of old boring crap I wish would die, unlike other churches, we promise to never adhere to things like long-standing traditions or centuries of theological vetting. So I want to maybe apologize that I keep referencing the Bible, but I do this because it's the only context I'm familiar with that tries to explain all of the stuff we've been brought into, you know, life and God. So please feel free to connect with the podcast, you know, on social media and share any other sources or knowledge you know. Um, Remember, this podcast is to try to put all views on the table. And I'm sure different religions, science and stuff, they've got different explanations. But as the host, I'm only going to share what I know. So based on what I know, um, your own reasoning in your mind and the other little clips I share in this uh, podcast, you can then use that to form your own opinions and arguments, uh, whatever. Now, When I read the Bible, at the very beginning, uh, this is literally the first page of the Bible, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It goes on to say that the earth was without form and void and that the spirit of God hovered over the waters. Now, I don't know if this is literal or not, but let's say it is. First of all, we're told that in the beginning, like before anything else, in our beginning, God was. So for him to actually hover over the waters and stuff, it just makes sense that he was there before. So maybe he had created other worlds. And that's, I guess, my reasoning because, I mean, you can't, you couldn't have just like poof and then it's dark and then you start creating. I'm sure there's other stuff that was there. And then he came upon earth and is like, let's just create all these somethings out of the then nothings. Simple, right? And if you look in the world of science, and I'm not an expert about it, but I just know briefly about the Big Bang, that you know what, there were these atoms that collided and then the uh, collision caused spontaneous creation, um, creating all the complexities around us. Now, that's science. And I'm sure there's other religions and other cultures and spiritualism that have an idea of how you know, everything came to be. And then there's also those people who are just like, you know, we just exist, you know, nothing like, you know, some people don't have an explanation, you know, they're atheist and then they also have no uh, affiliations with science's claims on how we came to be. um, And that's fine. But basically like we can all, if you like really just distill it all, it's sort of like a simple thing. Like let there be light. God created everything simple. Oh, two atoms collided. Boom, simple. And it's really crazy because when you look at the complexities of life, the complexities of the human anatomy of a plant, like even science cannot create something out of nothing. And yet here we are. So it really takes us back, you know, to the question if God is even a thing. Uh, 
are we just some result of spontaneous activity or was there something intelligent? It, it doesn't have to be the God of religion or anything, but is there something intelligent that happened somewhere, somehow that has created? And does life then have a purpose and a meaning? Does it have a beginning and does it have an end, you know, and stuff like that? So besides all this stuff, we always find that we're in a conundrum where we can't really explain whatever these things we regard as God are. Like, of course, scientists will tell you, you know, particles collide. Where did those particles come from? Like the first atom, where did it come from? And who made that atom? You know, if, if we're going to use that theory, like where did the, the, the first thing come from, you know, from nothing? And that the same argument goes to, you know, the God of religion, like, did it just exist? You know, and even if we have to argue and say that, you know, the God of religion was maybe he's just and it's possible that he could be like a really big God who created everything. But there's other gods. I mean, if there's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, then maybe there could be other gods and stuff. But who created the first God? Let's say if that's the case, is it possible to just exist? So these things are unfathomable. And we as humans try to explain these questions. We try to ponder it using science and everything like that. And the question then I ask to you, the question I ask myself is what makes you believe in a thing? If it's God, if it's the spirits, if it's energies, what makes you believe in whatever it is you believe because in a sense that thing becomes like your god like we're we talking about a certain level of belief here what makes you believe that thing skyscrapers we can write software that drives cars we have someone that can win a super bowl at age 43 and someone who has defied the aging process but somehow humans can also be deceived in the easiest of ways in 2021 millions of people still believe that someone standing on stage in front of them can have superpowers that they don't have and that this person receives messages from a mysterious man in the sky humans are incredibly complex and also very flawed I think the fundamental issue is humanity's inability to be at peace with things it cannot explain. If something exists, it must have a beginning and an end. It must have a reason, right? Unfortunately, though, there are many things, including the topic of 
God that are shrouded in mystery. I personally have always wondered to myself how I can send data via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. I mean, engineers can explain that stuff, but honestly, I just can't understand how data is transferred wirelessly and I cannot see it. Like, how did someone come up with that? Like, I can make a call to someone and somehow it goes through barriers, crosses countries and like especially just sending data from one phone to another. Like I can't, I cannot see it, you know? And another thing that boggles me is like how stuff like programming, like how did someone come up with programming, like programming to, to do stuff, you know? And then we go to more complex things like the body. How does the body really work? Yes, we've got doctors and scientists, but let's, let's be honest. Um, we die. We, we grow old, we, um, there's diseases we cannot cure, and even the ones we can, medicine barely does a good job at it. It's complex. And even in the little achievements we've made in technology and science and wisdom, we still fall short of power or dominion when we look at ourselves in context to the whole universe around us. And a lot of the time, science likes to come to the rescue, let's be honest, to explain things that we don't have much control over. Um, but the truth is, like I was just saying, science at its best is still weak. You know, we can understand how storms work, but we can't really stop them. You know, we are slaves to nature to the greater extent, you know. Um, and like I said, certain diseases, we just can't heal them. In religion, it's, it's the same thing. We try to have answers for everything, you know. Um, we are taught about faith, you know, where we need to make peace with things we cannot see or explain or have power over. But honestly, a lot of the times, a specific religion is trying to explain how God is, how God acts, how God should be, how people should be in relation to God and the world around them. And whether it's religion or science, we see something common in them both. They're all trying to explain what's most often the unexplainable. Now, the thing about religion, though, is with this thing called faith, Religion taps into a power that science doesn't tap into. You know, science is going to be very logical. It's going to use facts. Um, but with religion, that's where you get into the world of the supernatural. And I'm talking about true religion. I'm not talking about the pastors you see trying to steal your money and get you to bribe them private jets. I'm talking about, you know, at least the religion we find in the Bible and old other texts, the religion we find in different cultures, you know, um, we see people who were healed from nothing, you know, like people were sick with like tragic diseases at that point, and then they were just healed. Um, your life may be going downhill today, but then tomorrow it changes for the better, and you did nothing to facilitate this. Good things happen to you and bad, regardless of whether or not you're good or bad. Um, and then there's the issue of the afterlife where, you know, we're told about the life 
that will come after. We're told about the new earth. We're told about uh, us existing as spirits. Then you go to spiritualism and we learn about energies and greater consciousness and awareness. A lot of these concepts, very hard to explain. Some of them our minds don't even understand. And yet again, uh, whether it's science, religion, spiritualism, we're all trying to so somehow answer questions. Uh, we don't, uh, you know, answer questions to uh, have answers, sorry, to questions we don't, we have. Um, and still, we, we, we fall short. Science falls short. Religion falls short. Because there's always the element of the stuff that is way higher and inaccessible to us. And I don't know if we, us human beings can accept that. I don't know if you can see it, but no matter which camp you represent, there's always some uncertainty, some gray area, something that requires you to just trust and blindly believe. If you're scientists and you, you want to, but you've never seen an atom probably with your eyes. I'm not sure if there's a telescope that can see an atom. Is there? Is there? I'm not sure. I know we can see germs. I'm not sure if we can see atoms. But let's say, okay, we can see atoms. Fine. But somehow we just believe that, okay, boom, 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 atoms are creating stuff. But somehow atoms aren't creating stuff anymore. When is the next Big Bang? I'm, I'm speaking as a rookie now. I, I don't know a lot about it. But um, science has its loopholes. Religion has its loopholes. And the loopholes... Uh, you know, spiritualism has its loopholes and the loopholes come not, I don't think it's entirely because that particular thing is faulty. I think it's just because there is infinite things out there and we are finite. And as long as we're finite, there's just some things we'll not be able to understand. You know, if you watch movies, the other time I was watching Star Trek Discovery and um, you know, there was a species 10C. Um, I think this is season four. And um, this species was far more advanced than them in communication, in, um, in technology, so on and so forth. And sometimes, you know, these movies talk about stuff, but the reasoning kind of stands if we really think about it. What makes you think that in religion, in, 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 in faith, in science, that there are things that we can't understand. What makes us feel like we understand all things? And if as human beings we're continuously learning, doesn't that just show that there's still much that we don't know? I don't think we can ever really say if all the things we believe are actual things. How are you, sir? We'd just like to ask you about why you don't want to fly commercial. Why have you said that you won't fly commercial? You said that it's like getting into a tube with a bunch of demons. Why do you think well, that? No, no, listen to me just singing. Not the people. The main reason is because of the need. If, if I flew commercial, I'd have to stop 65% of what I'm doing. That's really the main isn't it true that you want to fly commercial so that you can fly in luxury? How much money did you pay for Tyler Perry's Gulfstream jet, for example? Well, for example, that's really none of your business, but... Isn't it the business of your donors? Listen, I paid. <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard here, okay. Thank you.
we can ever really say if all the things we believe in are actually things, at least not all the time. In the Bible, Jesus describes the Holy Spirit and how it brings change in a man as something you don't see coming. He defines it as a wind. You can see and feel its effects, but you can't really see it. It's invisible. Who can define a God? I mean, let's just think about it. A God. Who can really fully dis- describe and, and, and encapsulate the wholeness of anything that claims to be a God? I mean, look at the universe, the stars and galaxies and stuff that we cannot explain. We just look at it and marvel. And those are just elements that we claim were created. What more the thing that created those things? Who can define a God? I mean, if you could, then that thing wouldn't be a God. I mean, the stuff that we've conquered is conquered. You know, it doesn't conquer us. We've conquered wild beasts. We can put animals in zoos. There's no animal that can really overrun us. We've got the technology and the knowledge to overcome you know, um, we've managed to fly to space. Uh, we've conquered not being able to fly by having planes. Um, there's so many things we've conquered. And as a result, we have dominion over those things. But there's some things like you can go to space now without the spacesuit and you'll die because there's no oxygen there. You can maybe somehow find yourself somehow in, in on another planet like Mars, but you'll die because of the, 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 the conditions and so on and so forth, you know. So there is a lot of things that we have not yet conquered, plenty things. And space is just a, like a fast, this, the weather, for example, if a volcano decides to blow, we can't stop it, you know. So it still shows how finite we are. The things that we've conquered, we've conquered. So if you can explain whatever God or whoever God is, then that is not a God. Who can define a concept way more superior than they are? In all things, I think there's a rank and the lower rank may not be able to comprehend the higher ranks, at least not right away. And sometimes maybe not ever. Now, God is a thing to me. And when I say a thing, I don't mean God is like this thing. I can't really describe him. But he's a power, a source, you know, um, a God to me. I just don't know how to describe him or all the stuff. I I just uh, believe, I feel it in me. Um, I don't like even saying the word God because I want to know his real name. Um, I personally have never seen God, but like the wind, um, I felt him over the years. Um, I've experienced this mysterious power, this energy um, in, in, in ways like people would relate to the Big Bang. You know, there, there was nothing and then boom and then expansion, and then evolution. So for me, that's how God is. Like at first, I was just me. Then I got to know God. Then there was growth. Um, and, and and I just don't mean in religious terms. I, I, I mean connection to a much higher realm, the spiritual realm. I believe that, yes, we're there. We're physical. But I believe in a lot greater. I believe in the spiritual realm. I believe in, 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 in powers and energies beyond me, you know. 
So for me, it it's just like, you know, in the beginning, when like in the beginning, there was nothing and they got over there and they let there be light. It's the same. Like at some point before my awareness of anything, um, I was dark and void. Uh, just consider me just even not being born yet. And then the next moment there's light. I come into this world through uh, reproduction. You know, it's a mixture of science. It's a mixture of energies. It's a mixture of spiritual things. I guess at the end of the day, all these cultures, religions, and all the science is just finite humanity that has all of a sudden found itself on this earth and is just trying to make sense of it all as best as they can. I relate with this a lot. Why am I here? I didn't ask to be brought here and suffer all the things I've suffered. And I think with us, it gives us comfort, whether it's through science or spiritualism or through culture, to explain things, to explain God, to explain why uh, uh, volcanoes erupt, to explain why animals. Because I feel like there is a certain danger and a certain hopelessness in uncertainty. When we can't explain something, I, I think it, it gives us less hope than when we can. And even if we can't explain it totally, if we have a little idea of what's going on, we can live more purposeful lives. And I think that's where we are as human beings. I don't think any culture or religion or anything means bad, nor do I think any culture, religion or whatever knows everything. But I do think we're all trying to cope as best as we can with the knowledge that we have. I used to believe in God, like our very articulate and eloquent speaker before us. I used to believe firmly in God. I was an ordained minister. I preached the gospel for 19 years. I felt this presence in my mind as I prayed. I got goosebumps as I was in communion with what I thought was the Holy Spirit of God. As I read the Holy Bible and read about the resurrection of Jesus, I dedicated my life to preaching that gospel that I thought was so real, that gave so much meaning, so much hope, so much beauty to the world. But I've changed my mind. I now know I was deluded. I was having a very real, very powerful, but mental experience that happens in most religions. I won't tell you my whole story, uh, but I went through a process of deconversion. So, Eckhart Tolle in his book said something quite profound. In his book, New Earth, he says something along the lines of a man has made God in his own image or man has made God in his own image. Now, the original idea or text comes from, yes, you guessed it, the Bible. God made man in his own image. That's what the Bible says. So it's easy to see how an infinite being pours some of that infinity into the finite, okay? So for a God to then give some of himself to something smaller. But what good can a finite source of energy do? So we're so we limited 
to put in ourselves into something and we can only put ourselves into something smaller whereas you need something bigger to put itself into you i don't know if i'm making sense i hope i am again in the bible God would be mad at like how his people would create idols of wood and silver. And this is the reasoning, okay, based on the Bible. He'd be like, why would you create something that cannot breathe? Um, well, maybe not even create. Why would you worship or depend on something that cannot breathe? Something that cannot help you. Seeing that you can do more to help it than it can help you. You being the creator. So, this thing can't breathe or do anything and you can do all those things and yet you're still going to worship it and ask it for help, you know? And I think this is like reasonable reasoning. Why would you depend on something less powerful than you? Like you're probably more sufficient than it. It needs you. So he was basically addressing idol worship back then. Like why are you creating an idol out of wood? Like you can burn that thing. You created it, so how is it going to help you with your problems, you know? And thus, I think we have multiple religions, belief systems, and opinions. Um, we create them, and these are the very systems that run our lives. They become idols. They become gods to us. And science is also one thing as well, you know? So, yes, in a sense, God is a thing. And I'm going to emphasis on, put an emphasis on thing to some because they have made things for themselves. So systems, ideas, sciences, cultures, and all that stuff, all based on their biases or their human predispositions. But to those who can embrace the idea that there's power that exists beyond them, no matter what that power is, then God is also a thing, except that he is a thing that you cannot put explanation to it. You say thing because you don't know how to put an explanation it, uh, to it, him, her, or whatever. And by the way, yeah, um, you know, sometimes we have these arguments and we're like, God is a her, God is a him. Why does God have to be a him? You know, I think... Something as powerful as God is genderless. You know, I think God can be whatever he needs to be and all over in the scripture. And I'm talking about the God I know. Um, uh, all over scripture, it's either like, you know, this verse that, you know, I wanted to comfort you like a mother comforts the children. Then a lot of the time is referred to as he, you know, and stuff. But I think God then communicates to us based on our humanity, but I'm just going on a side there. But basically, what I'm trying to say in all of this is that God is a different thing to all of us based on how we feel, who we are, what we want. Um, and basically, that is a God that we create. Whereas, could there be a possibility? Do you believe in a God that is above you, a power, an energy that is above you, a science that is above you. Right, let's bring this podcast to an end because 
this is definitely a big topic that you could go on and on and on and on with you know i hope that the little i discussed made some sense it's a complex topic i don't think i can even explain it enough uh, but i hope that the little ideas i shared sparked your mind and the little things you heard also sparked your mind um, remember it's a conversation but i think whatever god is to you will be in direct relationship to the hierarchy between you and that god with a clear emphasis on the gap the larger the gap between you and your god the more you know how to surrender to the unknown so you're cool with things being at least not fully explainable whereas the shorter the gap the more you will have an explanation to it and the less difference there is between you and in that case you are that god you know or you worshiping something that you shouldn't be worshiping or believing in because i mean you better than it you can explain it you can understand it you can control it you know so you're basically as safe as you can make yourself because like i said humans are finite humans are fragile so if you are this god then you can only protect yourself so much and you know we don't do a good idea as human beings doing that but it's a whole different story if you depend on something higher and like i said this isn't even about religion you know if you accept the unexplainable if you explic- ex- accept the the vastness that is knowledge the infinite energies then there's a little bit more hope because you can somehow pray or believe or learn about a power that is higher than you that can get you out of the predicaments you're in and in a world where so much is going on suicide um death and losses and we're going through so many pandemics and you know there's just a lot going on in this world and a lot of people have lost hope you know they 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 sad and people turn to so many different things you know and i think the at least one of the answers is a belief that there is some meaning in this world in that the world was created intelligently by a power that is beyond us all beat us not maybe having all the great access to it um and that this power can save us from sickness can save us from ha- uh from 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 death it can save us from calamities it can change our 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 fortunes like i said this could be god in religion god in culture god in science um god in knowledge but somehow god needs to be a thing to you what that thing is i have no idea um and that's just my input you know like i said this is a deep podcast a deep topic in the podcast um and there's no way we'll be able to cover it in an in an entire episode yet alone a whole podcast um but i think why i like picking topics like this is that you 
you start the thought process and then you can then discuss, you know, we can meet on social media, discuss this, you, um, we can uh, discuss with family and friends and, you know, just keep the conversation going. I may not have even spoken since this whole podcast, but I'm really glad that you took some time to listen to it. Um, I hope that there was something, you know, that either gave you some knowledge or something that you even want to talk to me about, you know. Um, that's my only hope for this. You know, there are aspects of spiritualism, you know, what man is made up of, um, greater consciousness, so many things I never touched, you know, and I really wish that I had people that were sitting next to me and we could discuss this, but, um, you know, it's been quite solo doing this podcast, um, so it's been a bit difficult, so I can just share my thoughts and then help you jog yours and maybe take snippets and thoughts from other people. But hopefully as the podcast grows, you know, we'll get to, you know, have these conversations where I'm actually sitting with people and stuff. So we'll see. But anyway, um, remember to follow us on our social media. We've got an Instagram page. Uh, please follow that. Uh, and then there's also a uh, blog you know, um, the blog started really uh, with one type of energy, but now it's taken its full maturity. So just watch out for that. Please do review our podcast on Spotify and all those. Uh, please do share your comments with us. Uh, it will be really great. Um, I am really fortunate to have you listening. And especially if you're from, um, because right now I'm currently recording it in South Africa. If you're somewhere else, I'm really um, excited that you're here. Uh, I want to thank all those who contributed, even those who don't know they contributed because I got like little snip pieces from the internet. Um, really wouldn't be able to do this podcast with you. I will see you in the next episode. This is Alrin Lovu, your host with the most, probably shouldn't be saying that because everyone says that, but anyway, it's fine. I'm out.